Steve Amerson has sung literally around the world. He's sung in Jerusalem, sung in the nation's capital, Carnegie Hall, and many other international stages. And he is the consummate singer. He's really a singer, singer. And he's a brand new author with his first book called Tales of a Troubadour, which chronicles the highlights of his life and ministry. I'll talk with Steve Amerson today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. Babby's House is coming your way right now. Every day is filled with possibility at Babby's house, Babby's house. Everybody is family. Welcome to Babby's house. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Babby's house, where everybody is a member of the family, and that certainly includes you. Thanks for joining me today. I have the privilege today to have a conversation with one of my dearest friends, you know, just a good friend, you know, not just a friend in ministry. I'm talking about a real friend. Steve Amerson is a singer, the consummate singer. He's an amazing songwriter, a wonderful communicator, and God has blessed this man with just a beautiful voice. I consider him the singer singer, but he's traveled literally around the world and he has uh, chronicled his life story in a brand new book called Tales of a Troubadour. And we're going to meet Steve Amerson today here on Babby South. So stick around for a wonderful conversation with a good friend. I'm going to kick off today's show with a song that I wrote many years ago, and it really chronicles my heart. And it uh, just lets me know, it just wants, uh, lets me know for you how much I love the Lord and how much I want him to be the king of my life. quiet place with you I bow before your throne I bear the deepest part of me to you and you alone I keep no secrets for there is no fault you have not known I bring my best and all But follow in obedience. 
Welcome back to the show. I am so honored to introduce you to a very dear friend of mine. He's not just a good friend, although that's at the top of the mountain. That's the pinnacle, right? But he is an amazing artist. He's a singer. He's a songwriter. He's an amazing artist, very creative. But he has a heart for ministry. He works on Capitol Hill, encouraging those who represent uh, their constituents. And he is a brand new author with a book called Tales of a Troubadour. Let me welcome to Babby's house, Steve Amerson. Steve, my friend, how are you? Welcome to the oh, show. Babby, I'm, I'm better now that I'm with you, at least in this format. I'm doing great. Amen. Well, congratulations on your book. I'm so happy and proud of you, my friend. Good job. You know what? Writing a book, I mean, I know you've written. It's a lot tougher than what, what I thought. Uh, to, to get it from here and here, uh, into my computer and then into printed form. Hey, it's, it, it was a journey, but uh, I'm thrilled that I was able to complete it. Well, I am so happy to be able to read your book. And of course, I know a little bit of your story, but I don't know all of your story. So let's start with the book. You know, as you say, it's a lot of work and it's a journey, but tell me about, you know, the timing. Why now? Uh, you know, what kind of led you to this place? You know what? I was thinking about doing, thinking about doing a book for probably four or five years, and um, tried writing it myself. And then I engaged with a, another person, not to write it for me, but to help pull the stories out of me. And it just didn't work. It just it, it wasn't the right fit. And then God brought uh, a lady into my life, and uh, who's helped a lot of authors. And we had a conversation, and I said, "Would you help me?" And she goes, "Well." Why are you doing this? And what's your goal with this? And at the end of the conversation, she goes, I'll help you, but I'm going to beat you up. And so, I mean, virtually every morning, I'd get an email from Barbara saying, have you written? Have you worked on the book? And she didn't write it for me, but she stayed on me. And then I would send her what I had. So it was, uh, I think it was God's timing uh, that, that he brought it about. And as you shared it, it's not, it doesn't tell every, every story, uh, about singing experiences. I mean, no, you could never tell all of the experiences that you've had. Yeah. It would be an but encyclopedia. I, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't, and they don't even print those anymore. Exactly. So, 
<laughs> so um, it's 13 chapters. It's a light, easy read, telling some of the uh, experiences that I've had. And at the end of every chapter, there's what I call the encore. Mm. And it's one, it's one or two sentences just to get the reader to think about, okay, how can I apply this to my life? Yes. And so that's what it is. It's, it's 13 stories. It's an, uh, an easy read. A friend of mine said he read it on the airplane and he loved it because yes. he was able to read something in one sitting. Well, let, let's talk about some of the highlights because uh, you and I have shared the stage on numerous occasions, but you know, to sing at the Hollywood Bowl, to sing at the nation's capital, to sing in Jerusalem, let's start there because every artist doesn't get the opportunity to sing in the Holy Land. What was that like? Oh, uh, you know what? I've been to the Holy Land several times. I've been there with David Jeremiah and I've been there with Chuck Swindoll. And to sing there on the southern steps outside the old city of Jerusalem, there's a song that I wrote years ago with my, with my friend Lowell Alexander. And we wrote a song called, This Could Be the Day. Mm. And to yes. stand there, to stand there on the steps outside the Jerusalem and to sing, this could be the day that the Lord returns in glory and to think that he could be coming that moment. So that was a great experience. Uh, singing at the Hollywood Bowl, I was scared to death. I, I mean, I was petrified. I was a young artist uh, there in front of it. I think it seats like 17 or 18,000 people out there. And I was singing a, a very difficult classical work by Igor Stravinsky, uh, a work called Canticum Sacrum in Latin. And it was hard as nails. It yes. was hard. But I had written in the front of my score, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Yes. And there I was a young artist. I opened my score there on that stage with the Los Angeles Philharmonic. And I saw that. And it just, it just, it just uh, confirmed me and encouraged me, Babby, but it was one of those experiences. I started singing and the adrenaline, ad adrenaline dropped into my stomach and started burning. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, oh my, what have I gotten myself into? And yet in a few seconds, I, I, you settled I, in. I, I settled in, yes. I thought, this is where I'm supposed to be. And uh, it was an exciting time to be able to do that. Uh, I've sung at uh, Carnegie Hall two times. One of the times was, was with Steve Green and with Larnell. And I mean, that was just so much fun. It to doesn't sing. get that, much better that, than that. I mean, three of my favorite singers of all time. It's great. So the book just tells some of those stories of places that I've sung. Well, listen, you've sung on You've, you've sung in big, big uh, arenas or, or, or stadiums like the Hollywood Bowl. You've sung at Carnegie Hall. You've sung on television. You've sung on radio. You've sung, you know, in large churches and small churches and cruise ships and all kinds of uh, venues and stages. But yes. is, is there uh, a, a mentality? Is there a, a focus, you know, regardless of the size of the, of the stage, is there like a routine that Steve Amerson goes through in order to prepare himself for a, a, a performance? Um, I try to be all there. Wherever I'm singing, I try to be all there. And for me, Babby, um, and I, I, I know it's the same for you. Um, it's about getting out of the way. Yeah. It's not about me. It's really not. It's not about us. It's not about me. And so I'm looking for or try to write songs 
that are musically sound and lyrically sound. And if that is, if, if I'm dealing with material that is sound like that, has substance and content, my job is to get out of the way and let that melody and let that lyric get out into the audience and just pierce hearts. Yes. Um, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to get out of the way. Absolutely. You know, with a, with a career that has spanned more than 30 years, there, there have to be stories and there have to be letters and emails and people who've responded to your ministry to let you know how much your, your ministry has impacted them. Is, is there a, a story that you could share with us of maybe, a, you know, of someone who said, you know, Steve, your music has done this or it's changed my life or it's led me here. Is there a story that you could share with us? Uh, Babby, I was singing with the Florida Symphony in, uh, in, in Florida. Uh, I did three, three nights in one weekend, and I was doing an entire, the concert was all Broadway music. Um, but the Broadway songs that I sing, they have a message to them. There's a spiritual dynamic to them, whether it's a song like Into the Fire from Scarlet Pimpernel or The Impossible Dream from Man of La Mancha, or especially the song Bring Him Home from, uh, from Les Mis. And I sang this concert, these three concerts there in the Tampa St. Pete area. And after one of the nights, the next day I, I received an email from a lady who was in the audience. And she said, and, and Babby, by the way, I never in the concert mentioned Jesus. I never held up a Bible. I just let that I let that lyric, I set it free. And it, it was on what I believe was the spirit, the spirit's breath. Yes. That resides in me and I inhaled and then I set that lyric that holds truth loose into the room. And I received an email from this lady, she was a nurse. And she said, last night you taught me that you could use your gift for God's glory. And she said, I encouraged her to do that as she was a nurse, that that could be her place of ministry. And Gabby, I distinctly remember uh, that concert as I was walking off the stage, I'm walking through the orchestra, through the violin section. And as I did, one of the violinists looked up at me and he said, that was a spiritual experience. Yes. And you never mentioned the name of God or the name of Jesus, but in that moment, you were one with God. Exactly. <laughs> and see, I think we oftentimes underestimate God's power. Yeah. And the power of the Spirit of God to just invade a place and to pierce people's hearts. Uh, we know that the Word of God is a two-edged sword, but I've heard it said that music is the tip of the sword that pierces the heart. Mm, wow, that's good. That's and good. so you and I, as songwriters, as, as uh, uh, ministers of song, that's our job, to, to set forth uh, God's spirit and God's truth in whatever song we're singing so that uh, people might be healed and touched. Yes. Well, Steve, I have, like I said a moment ago, I've shared this, the stage with you. I've seen you perform many, many times, and I'm always blessed and amazed at your stunning voice. But, you know, God has, uh, he's broadened your impact 
He's broadened your ministry and allowed you to have a real impact on Capitol Hill. Can you tell us about the, share a little bit about the ministry there that God has given you? Absolutely. And Babby, once again, music was the door opener. Uh, back in 2014, I was asked to go to Washington, D.C. and to help lead in the first worship services back in the United States Capitol in 144 years. Wow. There used to be Sunday services in Statuary Hall where you've been, where you've sung. There would be as many as 2,000 people in that room where you and I performed and where we sang. And um, so in, in 2014, I was asked if I'd come and lead in a Wednesday night worship service. I went, and after that uh, first service, the organizer said, would you come back twice a month? And so since 2014, I jump on an airplane in Los Angeles, and I fly to DCA, to, to Washington, DC. We've not been able to do the services during COVID times, but I'm still going. And uh, each trip, I write 200 handwritten notes wow. of encouragement for members of Congress. And so I fly in on Tuesday. I normally land and go straight to the Capitol and start engaging with members of Congress. I get up early Wednesday morning and I start my trek that takes me to all of the Senate office buildings and all of the House office buildings and into the Capitol itself. And I hit 200 offices walking somewhere between 10 and 12 miles on that day. And sometimes I have specific appointments that are set, but most of the time, God provides definable appointments yes. as I'm in calls. Yes. And Babby, on this last trip, and I was just there a little over a week ago, I'm walking down the hall in the Rayburn House office building, and um, I see this member of Congress. They're walking in the hall rather casually, which was unusual because normally they're on the way to the Capitol to vote or yeah. they're on their way back to the office. They're you know, on a mission. They're on a mission and they're, they're walking mission. with a passion. Yeah. And I see this member walking rather casually. I slipped up to them and I chatted and I said, can I pray for you? And I began to pray for them there in the hallway of the, of the Rayburn House office building and tears just began to pour down their face. And I knew that that was a divine appointment to be there. Uh, I've engaged with members of Congress that uh, one member closed his door and he said, I am so lonely. He says, I'm lonely here on the hill, but I'm lonely when I go home to the district. I see one member one day, I say, how can I pray for you? And he says, our son is a methamphetamine addict. Mm. We never know where he's at unless the police are calling us to tell us, tell us he's in custody. So I've learned there are lots of needs on Capitol Hill, and I'm just trying to be a presence there. Uh, one member, when he sees me, he goes, ah, the divine encourager. Wow. I love that, the divine encourager. You know, Steve, I've seen that myself because I've, I've shadowed you. You know, and just and walked, you know, those halls and and the tunnels, going back and forth, and to senators and congressmen's office, and you greet, you know, those that are in the outer office, and you talk to them on the way, you pray with them, and it's really an amazing ministry. And I saw how you encourage those that, you know, they sleep in their office or they are they lead a, a kind of a very lonely life because they're away from their family for a time, as they represent those in their communities and. So I, it's a very powerful ministry, and I want to say thank you on behalf of communities that you're ministering to, to the people that represent them, and it's a very powerful ministry. 
Well, thank you. And you know what, Babby? I think about being in Statuary Hall with you, and I think we were, you and I were in the rotunda, and we were in Statuary Hall, and looking back, for you to be there, and, and during this month, during February, uh, as we uh, honor Black history, for, for you to be there with the statue of Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. And then and to Rosa be- And Rosa Parks and all those- With Rosa Yes. And I'm going, oh my goodness, what, what an amazing work that God has done. And also, Babby, what an amazing work that God has done to bring you and me together. Yes, yeah. As, as a team and to represent, you know, what the family of God and the body of Christ should, should look like. Absolutely. And when we are there in Statuary Hall singing and singing there in the, the Capitol building, it's, it's really holy ground. It, it really it, it is. is. And, and there's, see, Gabby, there's something special about singing praise and bring the spirit of God into that place. Yes. It's very powerful. You can, it's a tangible feeling. And I remember we sang one night, the room was full of politicians. The Brooklyn Tabernacle singers were there and, and the choir, the glory of God singing his yeah. name in that Capitol building was just so powerful. I'll never forget it. Well, I'm thrilled that you uh, have been able to do that, and we're going to get you back in there. The Capitol's still kind of closed down, but we're going to get you back up there. Well, you know, I'm a, I, I love being with you anytime that I can. Well, Steve, your book, Tales of a Troubadour, is a beautiful book. What do you hope that it will accomplish? I hope that it will, A, encourage people, but B, I hope it will help people think out of the box in terms of how their life can have impact, whether they are a nurse or whether they're a school teacher or whether they're a mechanic, that they will see their place, their job, their, uh, their place of employment as a sacred thing, as their place of ministry. Um, as I travel, one of the questions that I ask, and I ask it on Capitol Hill also, I would just ask strangers. I'll just say, what do you need God to do for you today? Oh, wow. I love that. And, and many times they say, what? And I'll say, what do you need God to do for you today? Yes. It's not, it's not if you were to die tonight, are you going to heaven? It's not, do you know the four spiritual laws? It's, what do you need God to do? For and, Babby, the responses that I've had. Have, have floored me, people are hungry for some connection with God. Yes, so they're I hope desperate. They're, they're dying for it. Yes. They're dying for it. And so I hope that people read my book and go, oh, this is how it applies to my life or how I can encourage someone that I engage with. So that's what I'm hoping. I hope they'll laugh because there are some funny stories in it. I hope they'll laugh. I hope they'll cry. And I hope that they'll be encouraged. Well, I know that that's a part of your life, and I've seen you walk in that mission of, I think I may have even heard you ask people, what do you want God to do in your life today? Uh, shadowing you that day on Capitol Hill was just an amazing, amazing opportunity. I think I may have done that a couple times. But, mm -hmm. but Steve, I don't know if your life is, is like mine at this point. You know, we, this is not our first day, right? We've, we've done this for a while now. Do you see God um, evolving? you see ministry evolving for you in any way? Well, certainly. I mean, what my early on in my career was about my voice. And now it's about my voice, but not necessarily my singing voice. It's my it's my speaking voice. 
And it's, it's more about God's voice also speaking through me. Um, I, I think as you and I have spent years on the platform, we've learned how to engage with people. Yes. We've learned how to read people. Uh, that is, I think, something you can learn, but I also think it's a spiritual gift of, of being able to look at someone. Baby, I can't tell you how many times, I've, especially, well, as I travel, I'll just see someone and God prompts me. Yes. You know, Steve, man, I wish we had more time, but we're just about out of time. But I do want people to know where they can get the book. Tell us where we can find it. Well, they can go to steveamerson.com, S-T-E-V-E-A-M-E-R-S-O-N.com. They can get it at uh, on all the traditional book sites, but if they go to steveamerson.com, uh, they can put in a request there for me to personalize the book. And yes. I, I will do that. I'll write, I'll dedicate it to someone. I, I'm autographing every book that comes from uh, our website. So people can go to steveamerson.com and get a book. And I highly recommend it. Thank you, my friend, for being on the show today. You are a blessing and a blessing to my life. Babby, I love you. I love you too, my friend. And great Thank job you. and congratulations once again. Thank you. Well, my friend, thank you so very much for watching Babby's House. And this is what we do here on Babby's House. We connect friends. We connect you to beautiful music and encouraging words. And hopefully we connect you to God to encourage you in your faith walk. Do me a favor today and go to my official website at Babby.com, first name only, Babby.com. And there you'll see beautiful music and books and wonderful resources to encourage you in your faith. That's what we want to do. We want to build you up in your most holy faith. And that's what we want to do, partner with you in life and encourage you along the way. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That's our prayer. Well, until the next time we get together, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. Bye-bye for now.